How's it going? This is Captain Cam with Blackbird Guide Services, and I will be your host for today's episode of Eastern Current. And today, our guest is a really good friend of mine, Captain Jeff Kidwell out of Wilmington, North Carolina. And we we kind of just skimmed the surface of, of social media and fishing and how it's evolving and how it can help or hurt you. Uh, so hopefully you guys find this one interesting, and we will talk to you soon. I've teamed up with Florida Fishing Products to outfit my guide service with their spinning reels, braided line, and fluorocarbon leader, and I'm looking forward to giving you some real-world feedback on their gear. I've been enjoying their Osprey CE for all my light tackle, redfish, and speckled trout, and Resolute for my beefier setups for big reds, cobia, tarpon, and jacks. I'm looking forward to helping further their mission to equip anglers to fish better, which couldn't align closer with our values here at Eastern Current. Be sure to check out their website, FloridaFishingProducts.com, or ask about them at your local tackle shop. Temple Fork Outfitters is the rod of choice for all of us here at Eastern Current. Whether we're fly fishing for shallow water redfish, sight casting to cobia from a tower, or dropping live pinfish to grouper in 100 feet of water, they have the rod for the job. Their customer service is unmatched by any rod company out there, and their rods can take the beating of everyday guide use without any issues. My favorite rod for redfish and speckled trout is their 7-foot medium-light tactical inshore spin rod. Be sure to check out their website, tforods.com. Jeff. What's going on, man? Not much. We, uh... I roped Jeff into coming over here and doing a quick podcast with me before we go scouting together. Um, but the topic that we're going to discuss and one that has definitely been been discussed before and will probably continually be discussed is kind of the, the fishing and social media aspect of, of the sport. I think it's always something that's really interesting and, and something that I'm I think a lot of us, especially people that do for a living, are are thinking about constantly. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely thought about by most guides, especially those that you know aren't aren't the OGs and have been doing it for twenty years. It's kind of a an aspect of the game that's almost mandatory, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you what kind of made me think of this. Uh, Ellie, was it a week a week ago? Did I go down to Florida? Mm-hmm. A week ago, I went down to Florida to pick up a uh, a new boat to me. It's a used boat. Um, but the guy that um, that I bought it from has been a guide in the Everglades for, I think, 25-plus years. Yeah. And um, when I first f- saw the boat for sale, I was actually with Jeff, and we were in the car, and we were like, man, that's a good deal. You know, we should we should follow up on that and whatever, whatever. And uh, Jeff recognized his name, and it it ended up being this guy that's been in, um, I'd say, probably one of the more well-known sight fishing. Is it just a YouTube video, or was it a film? It was like a little short film. Okay. And it's, I'm not going to mention his name, but it's the name of the film is High in the Lowlands. And, um, And so we started, you know, well, I called him and we talked, and, and long story short, I find out this dude has, you know, no social media, very little website presence. And he's like, 
as busy as you could possibly be for a guide. And, and I think that just kind of goes to show what Jeff had kind of alluded to, which is for, for people that have been doing this a long time before social media was, you know, existed, it's a, it's a different game for them than it is for people that have been in it, call it eight to five years. Oh yeah. I mean, 25 years ago, they didn't really have that opportunity or, or that access. Um, so they kind of look at it from the perspective of, oh, you know, I, I did it without it. Why can't you? But it's just, you know, you have to evolve with, with the things, the way things are and how technology has evolved. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it'd be really, really hard to do without it, especially just keeping in contact with a lot of your clients kind of showing what's going on and keeping up to date with them. It's just a great platform for that. You know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever you choose, but we're all of them (laughs) or, or all of them. It's hard to do all of them. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. But I just always think it's interesting that, you know, it, for something that is so prevalent now that didn't exist, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And, and, the, the guys that started guiding then or, or, or really any small business then really had no reliance on, on social media and were able to build a business without it. And uh, at least in the guide business, uh, you know, your repeat clients are some of your best clients and they 100% take up a lot of times uh, a lot of the portions of the year where the fishing might be really good, but it might be cold outside or, you know, it's not the, it's not the tourist season, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that definitely comes into play for sure. But I think social media, of course, is a, is very much a double-edged sword. And I think over time, you you start to get real careful with it, and especially in a fishery like ours. I'm 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 going to dive in a little bit more into like specifically our area and and how it can hurt you or how it can help you but man our area is not as big as as sometimes i think it is i guess right so if you if you fished a lot of our coastline from let's call it south carolina border to hatteras yeah i mean it the watercolor the bottom texture, the marsh grass, everything is is somewhat um, different than – so, like, it's different behind Mesmer than it is, let's say, up behind Lee Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you <laughs> – for, you know, if you post a picture, it's it's pretty e- – like, if you've been to those places a lot, you spend a bunch of time in those, in those areas, it's pretty easy to tell – a general area of where it is, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, just, at least if you have the back, like, of course, if you have the background. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if you're, if you're on the water long enough, it's, it's tiny little details and pictures you can kind of pick up and, yeah, I know where that is kind of, or at least know the general idea just based off of, you know, various factors, like you're saying, clarity, color, bottom. Yeah. Background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's something over time that I've I've definitely gotten a lot more careful with, I would say, 
And I, you know, I pretty much will never post a background, at least in a picture of someone holding a fish. Um, and I think my personal opinion is that I think you should be protective of that stuff because, you know, you've put whoever you are, and if you're fishing a lot, you've put in a lot of time in finding these areas that are productive. And uh, it it's just a, it would be a shame to give it away with a picture. Yeah, not only that, it's it's also just there's nowhere to hide. So people that are posting constantly every single day, you know, you're probably seen on the water at some point. And, you know, maybe not the spot where you caught this fish that day, but you were, you were definitely seen by somebody, most likely, you know. So it's you just got to be careful not only what you post, but when you post it too. So it's just one of those things that you got to be super careful no, yeah. Matter, yeah. no matter what. I'm, ba- I'm very bad at this, but I'm trying to get better at it, which is not posting pictures the same day. Day of, yeah. Because just going back to what you said, I mean, almost every day someone passes it's, me that I know fishes a lot. Yeah, it's 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 hard to hide these days. I mean, it's not 10 years ago. This place has blown up in population, and so have the amount of people that are fishing, fishing mm-hmm. on skiffs even, so... Are there some things that you do that, that to kind of, I don't know, protect your intellectual, I don't want to call it property, but intellectual knowledge on yeah. social media? Yeah, I mean, I think of avoiding take, taking pictures that point pretty much straight down almost um, encapsulate just the boat or maybe just a little bit of the water in the boat and avoiding any sort of background trying to avoid as much water as possible putting it in in you know I, I don't know what kind of lens you use when you're using your bigger camera but more of a focused um, close range lens that really blurs out the background for iPhones they have like a portrait mode that really does that pretty well um, I'd mention the pictures are better on portrait mode <laughs> yeah yeah for sure they always make it look a little bit a little better um, that and av- avoiding pictures the day of, um, and maybe not always making it out to be so great, you know, even when it may be, mm-hmm. you know, you, s- people might not know exactly where you are, but they might know the general zone. And if you're posting every day of it being super great, next thing you know, the, you know, hundred people that fish pretty aggressively in this whole area, they're going to be fishing that zone. Mm-hmm. So, or yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, like I've done that in the past. I've seen someone post pictures catching 20 redfish and I'm like, I kind of have an idea of the zone that they're in. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go look for it. Yeah. And there's nothing really wrong with that. You can't, you you can't not do that. Yeah. No, no doubt. And that's, you brought up a really good point. And I think it, (laughs) this is hard to do. I think for, I mean, for me and for I think a lot of people, but even on the days that are really good, mm-hmm. I'm not posting pictures of 15 redfish. Yeah. It'll just, it'll still just be probably one picture. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a little bit of, a little bit of modesty when it comes to that. I think it's good to have, you know, consistent social media presence, but to have it being like epic every single day, it's just not reality, nor is it really productive. in in my opinion, I think. No, I think yeah. you're, I think you're right. I think I think 
Making our fishery out to be something that it's it's truly not. Like yeah. nobody's going out there and catching, you know, double digit fish on the fly every day. No. It's just not reality. No. And, and nor then, is that reality for like for anywhere. Anywhere. You know, yeah. there's there's always gonna be good days, there's always gonna be bad days, and there's more likely you're gonna be average days. Yeah. Um and so I I do think social media can play a big role in setting expectations. Yeah, for, it, it can really glamorize clients. things. It can glamorize things for sure. Um and that's I think it's it's nice to be like you said, like kind of realistic on social media. Realistic know, and even modest. But it's it's hard because I mean really what is social media? It's all your highlights. Right. Right. You know? Like it's a highlight real it's your advertising right you're trying to advertise yeah. clients you're trying to make it so that people want to come fishing so you want to you almost want to flaunt it but at the same time there's you got to have a healthy balance with that of you know saying hey you know there's fish around it's it's good but not giving away too much information not saying that you know the fishing's on fire you know yeah for sure putting it out there it's it's one of those double-edged sword things again you know it really is and i think it, I, I have spent a lot of time thinking about social media and like what's the best practice because I don't want to one I don't want to make it seem like something that it's not two you don't want to give too much information away and and it's just a it's a balancing act yeah I would say it's definitely a balancing act and and here's another thing kind of like what Jeff said is that you know this isn't the um, and, and I'm, I'm, this has got to go for most places these days, but this isn't the same fishery it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, as, as far as the amount of people fishing. Yeah. Uh, because now there's so many people that have, let me give an example. Well, you know, we're in Wilmington, North Carolina after COVID and during COVID, a ton of people moved here, like yeah. tons. And all a lot of those people, I mean, what is there to do in Wilmington other than get on know, the water and get on the water? You're on the water. So, you, you know, right. if you live here, you're probably going to try and get a boat at some point. No doubt. And so there's, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of boats on the water now, which is totally fine. Like I, I 100% get it. I mean, it's a great place to live it's a great place to fish um but you know it's it's uh <laughs> i kind of lost my train of thought i don't even know where i was going with that but i i think just that many more people on the water you have to be even more careful because those people will start they'll have social media most likely right and will be you know doing what anyone would do which is trying to figure out where the fishing's good yeah you know yeah. they'll they'll start following other fishermen and um so on and so forth so you know going back to be going back to being careful if you don't want your like a spot that you have found or a school of redfish that you have found or your honey hole trout spots to get torn up you just have to be so careful about not showing how good it is at some times yeah. <laughs> and definitely not show giving anything away on the location. Yeah. I guess is it was my original point and I got kind of off track there. Yeah, I mean I, I think when 
when I first moved down here, I'm you know I'm originally from the Chesapeake Bay area up in Annapolis. Used to striper fish all the time, but when I first moved down here, uh, this was probably 11, 12 years ago. Now it was, you know, social media was prevalent, but not as big as it is now or as important as now. And there was, you know, I think probably two guys that were really doing the whole polling thing and kind of sight fishing thing. And they didn't have a crazy, you know, strong social media presence. But now there's, you know, 15 guys, guides that are doing it and probably another hundred that are doing it as well. And everybody's posting. So as soon as all these people start moving in here and they see this social media presence and they're, they're like, holy cow, I didn't know you, you can do this. So mm-hmm. then they go and buy a boat mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they've got another boat and they're posting too. And they're like, all right, and more people are moving in. They're like, oh, you can do this. Like, <laughs> so now you've just got 300 guys with boats that have learned a, that just the, just the capability to do it and go out there and figure it out on their own and, and just follow all the guys that are know what they're doing. They, they can learn a lot really, really quick. And that's what I've kind of seen some of these guys who have not much experience learning, learning, you know, the area and learning how to do this pretty darn quickly. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media presence and just how much is given away through it. Yeah. If you're like us here at Eastern Current, your boat trailer takes a beating. That's why we want to tell you about Coastal Trailer Repair, located here in Wilmington, North Carolina. At Coastal Trailer Repair, they strive to bring quality work at a reasonable price, specializing in trailer hubs, springs, and all things electrical and wiring. If you have an issue with your trailer, look no further than Coastal Trailer Repair to get you back on the road. You can find their information in the podcast show notes. If I'm fishing a jig, you can bet it's going to be an iStrike Texas Eye. Dave and Ralph at iStrike have built the most versatile and durable lineup of jigs in the saltwater industry. Whether you need a finesse presentation on spooky wintertime redfish, or you need to hop a big swim bait on deep water structure for cobia and bull redfish, iStrike has the jig for you. Be sure to check out their website and use code EC10 for up to 40% off all iStrike products and 10% off all Z-Man products. The code can only be used at iStrikeFishing.com, and you can find the code and the link to their website in the podcast show notes. There is no stealthier platform to fish the shallow water flats, creeks, and marshes than a pedal drive kayak. The P127 from Bonafide is my choice when I want to get out on a solo trip and access the areas that I can't get to on a flat skiff or a bay boat. It happens far too often in a boat where I have redfish and plenty of water in the back of a creek or bay, but there's a sandbar or series of sandbars between me and the fish and I just can't quite make it to casting distance. But with a kayak, I can drag across the sandbar right to them. Be sure to check out the full lineup of Bonafide kayaks on the website or at Hook, Line, and Paddle here in Wilmington. I will have a link to the Bonafide website in the show notes as well. And I don't think that's 
this was inevitable. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. It, I mean, it's even, every fishery. It's not here. It's yeah. It's the Everglades. It's the Keys. It's Savannah. It's I mean, Charleston. The, yeah. I mean, this stuff would have spread just as, maybe not as easily, but even if social media didn't exist and people were moving here just by word of mouth. Anywhere that has accessibility to, you know, decent flats fishing, de- decent red, red fishing, and is in close proximity to a city, it's, it's blowing up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know that there is anywhere on the East Coast that hasn't really yet. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, so that's kind of like the, my opinion, like the Instagram right. aspect of it. What do you mean? Like most of what we talked about, I think is mainly like the pictures and not including backgrounds and what have you. But we haven't even really touched on like the whole YouTube aspect. The, I don't know. I guess TikTok is kind of the same as Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. But I don't, know, you, I don't, I don't do TikTok. YouTube stuff though. YouTube is kind of tough because it's like you can put out these. There's, it's almost like two two options really. I, maybe there's a third, but you either put out these how to videos where you do these sort of kind of cinematic little short films, mm-hmm. if you will. And both of them, it's that's really hard to do anything without exposing an area unless you just don't film it where you're you know typically fishing every day where you're from and then don't expose where you were which that it's just how do you do yeah it's like you can't do it yeah i don't know how you do it unless you do a total smoke and mirrors and like pretty much get all the b-roll stuff yeah at a completely different location or you just fish like, a bunch of different locations and jumble it all together. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe, like, the actual f- the, the fish catching and stuff is done, like, at the location that you, you know, were catching fish at. But right. those are more, like, close-ups. But, yeah, I'm, I think YouTube's interesting because, I mean, golly, people can make a living off YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I'm, not even a living, they can become extremely wealthy off YouTube now. I don't, I don't know about fishing content, but... I mean, the how-to YouTube videos on fishing are, I mean, I think extremely productive for the, not only anglers that are trying to learn, but also those that are trying to make some sort of profit off it. That's what most most people who are going on YouTube to watch something, it's like, it's how-to videos. Everybody wants to know how to do something. How to catch a redfish on a cork, how to catch a trout on a topwater, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and putting, that's a, that's a hard one. I really have nothing against the how-to videos, to be honest. Yeah. And the reason being is that. I think it depends on what you do, how-to videos, and, and kind of, it's, it's just a, I mean, you, you can give a lot away in a how-to video. I agree with that, but my argument would be. That if that someone's gonna make that video, no matter what, yeah, yeah, but you got a guy in Florida in Virginia, you know, like <laughs> yeah, just the you, fact that YouTube exists, it, it that those videos will be made. I don't think that's a good reason, just because 
you think somebody's going to do something doesn't mean you should do it first. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I know. I know. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm just saying, like, I, I know what you're saying. You're saying it's going to get done, so might as well profit There's off no, of yourself. No, no. That's exactly what you're not, saying. That is not. I am not saying I want to make any money on YouTube by any means. Um, I, my, I, I think... My argument is that it, again, is kind of inevitable that someone's going to make, like, that content, you could probably search, I mean, give me a topic on fishing. Uh, shoot, I don't know. Bluefin fishing. Okay. Near Gu- inshore bluefin. Guarantee you there's already a YouTube video on how to rig up for bluefin tuna. I'm sure. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. stuff already exists. Yeah, but you, you're going to piss a lot of people off if it's not, and you're the first guy to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I'll stick to my w- once Cause, every Because now there was five guys doing it, and now there's <laughs> yeah. 30 Googans out there doing it, and yeah. they're doing it the right way, catching them, and you're pissing off those yeah. five guys that figured it out on their own. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. Uh, I'll stick to my once every 10-month <laughs> redfish fly tying video. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's it's you know, it's it's hard. No matter what you do on social media, you're going to piss somebody off. You know, somebody's going to be mad about it. So it's like you just do you and not worry about it. Um where do you care? I I think at least personally, I ch- I just try and be I think trying to be respectful as possible is the best option for me and and by respectful as possible i mean to the fishery yeah and and, and that and, and that means not blowing up a spot not and others too cuz you know that that intellectual knowledge might not only be just yours that you're no, exploiting definitely not. right you know yeah. and that those people that have spent the time to figure that out might be pretty angry yeah about it you know 100%. so it's it's almost unfair to them because they've put that time in they've done the same work that you have and then for somebody to go and exploit that for you know more trips or or just the glamour of having a lot of followers or just you know the likes or whatever it's kind of it's kind of effed up a little bit you know funny story about that i think i already told you this I when when I was looking, this kind of goes to like, I think the allure of, of of social media for for anybody, um, well maybe not for anybody, but for people that are using it as their maybe their business platform or what have you, um, and it and it's kind of it's crazy how like how in I don't want to say important I don't know how much it is valued, in in some degree. And my example is, so I was looking to replace my uh, my old skiff, which has, has since been replaced. And I, I was originally looking to buy new. And I went to, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but I, I went to the shop. I'll just call it the shop. A couple dealers? Yeah, like- a couple dealers. And uh, walking in the door, had already emailed like the actual company. And they're like, you know, go to your dealer. And Why well, are you saying the company? I just don't want to 
because they're a local company. I don't want to talk. Okay. Um, and so I go in there. The Skiff company is not local. All right, keep going. No, Sorry. no. Um, and uh, and so I'm talking to the, I don't know, maybe the owner. And I was like, so I'm, you know, I'm a full time guide. Is there anything, anything y'all can do as far as like discount wise? He goes, looks at me straight in the eye and he goes, how many Instagram followers do you have? <laughs> and I was like, what? And then he goes, and then I was like, man, I, you know, maybe this many. And then he goes, he doesn't even know that I even have a YouTube channel and given my YouTube channel is, you know, minimal, super minimal. I mean, just fly tying stuff. And he goes, how many YouTube subscribers do you have? <laughs> and I was like, not that many. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I feel like I'm in an episode of the Black Mirror <laughs> where they're like, your worth is judged by how many social media followers you have. Yeah. And I just, I, can't, I came out just feeling so gross. Yeah. Well, he was looking for some free advertising. Oh, no doubt. I mean, behalf. Don't, listen, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it felt just gross. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's kind of interesting. But who knew you had to have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube to get a guide deal on a boat? Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Just looking for 5, 10%. <laughs> just looking for a little deal, man. Um. That's funny. Where do you see social media going? Not in the right direction, <laughs> at least for fishing. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I like the, it's, it's one of those things that it, it's, it's something that you have to deal with, have to, have to utilize this day and age because everybody is and if if you don't as an as a you know you newer and younger guide you're gonna just fall behind and you're you're not gonna be able to succeed as as well as somebody that's taking control and utilizing that platform because i mean it is very powerful at the end of the day it can, it can get you a lot of business um it can maintain a lot of business so i think that moving forward in the future we just got to be cognizant of of what double-edged sword it is and be careful of what you're posting how you're posting it when you're posting it that kind of thing so um unfortunately i don't see it moving in the in the right direction but i think um just realizing what it is and and how powerful it is 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 important because it can it can expose a lot of things yeah that's sort of my take i'm with you there you know i'm probably (laughs) I'm probably the weakest at social media out of out of kind of our our group of friends. I'd say I, I don't post a ton, but I try to. I just I don't know. I always feel a little weird posting. It's I t- to, to me a lot of times it feels like very. Uh, I don't, it's self. It's not like what's the word I'm looking for? Like self self absorbed. Yeah, a little like kind of flaunt, kind of flaunty. Yeah. You know, that's not really like who, who I am by yeah. any means. No, I don't think you are, but, but that's what social media is. That, yeah. 100%. And, and I think, I think you have to kind of get rid of that like perception mm-hmm. of it because 
I'm not in nothing and nothing on social media. Am I ever trying to flaunt anything? I'm just like, I've really enjoyed photography. I really enjoy tying flies. I really enjoy sharing pictures of my clients holding fish. I mean, it's just to me now, it's just like, this is part of the business and it's and a lot of it. I enjoy doing it. Like I don't hate social media by any means. I just think that it, it can just going back to it can always be a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. 100%. It can it can really help you or it can really hurt you. And not only hurt you, but it can hurt the other, you know, just talking about fishermen or, or Other anglers, other it captains. Can hurt, it can hurt other captains. It can hurt other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it, it just, you have to be careful. Yep. Be careful, find a balance. Yeah. No set. <laughs> I feel like I'm ranting. <laughs> Definitely feel like I'm ranting. I just want to be clear. I do not have any ill will towards anybody on in their social media by by any means. Um it's just something that I think about a lot and 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 really try and be careful on yeah. on what I'm showing. Yeah, you ha- you have to. Yeah. You got any, this is going to be a fairly short one, and I th- we might have, might have a series coming up in the next, call it four to six months, regarding social media and where we take a little bit more of a deep dive into this stuff. So this, this could very well just be a, maybe an introduction to that. But do you want, do you have any other, Words you want to share before we end this one? No, I mean I think we kind of covered most of it. I, I, you know, just to not to beat a dead horse, but just kind of be careful and 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 try and just limit what you post when you post it. That kind of stuff. I, I you know, I, I I'm with you there. I don't really have anything against it, but those that aren't careful, I maybe have a little bit of. It will. It will. <laughs> Just like, come on, man. You're hurting all of us. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, Jeff, Captain Jeff Kidd, a uh, very good friend of mine here in Wilmington, North Carolina, does nearshore trips, does inshore fly fishing, light tackle trips as well. What's your website? It's ilmfishing.com. And speaking of social media, what's your social media? <laughs> At is. Jeff Kid Fishing. Yep, Jeff Kid Fishing. Um, and uh, so y'all can reach out to him there if you're looking to book a trip. And we will talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks. If you're anything like me, you like a clean boat. That's why I've chosen to partner with Carolina First Mate out of South Carolina. Carolina First Made is a family-owned business that provides environmentally friendly boat cleaning alternatives. My two favorite products are their hole cleaner that doesn't harm your trailer and their boat wash. Be sure to use code EC15 for 15% off your online purchase. If you're interested in checking out all their products, you can find a link to their website in the podcast show notes.